point in this tonight. As we said, the title of this sermon is to learn obedience and be perfected. And so we read Hebrews 5 verse 8. And now we're going to read the next scripture, Hebrews 2 verse 10. God for whom and through whom everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory. I praise God that I have been brought into glory. Hallelujah. He chose to bring many children into glory. And I want to praise God tonight that I have been brought into glory. Hallelujah. One day we will be, one day we will experience the glorification. We went through justification. We're going now through sanctification as believers. There's a point of sanctification, the process of sanctification, and then we get to the place of glorification, where we shall be with the for the Lord God forever and ever, being glorified bodies in eternity. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. So Jesus is the perfect leader, and Jesus brought us into salvation. Jesus Christ brought us into salvation. When we look at the book of Hebrews, the very, the very same book of Hebrews, in the Bible that says Christ learned obedience through suffering and and that he was made perfect through suffering also says that he was without sin. We need to continually remember this tonight. Jesus Christ was, was without sin. Jesus Christ had no sin. Jesus Christ was perfect. Jesus Christ was the perfect sacrifice. Therefore, the death of Christ, what he did at the cross of Calvary, was a once and for all deal. It was settled from to eternity. It will never, nothing else can ever replace it. Nothing else can ever, it can never be redone through another religion, through another person. Jesus Christ was the sacrifice which God sent. We need to believe this and understand this. Because through understanding, as I said, David said, when I have underwent through understanding, I will live. I will live. I will live. Hallelujah. Through this understanding, through this revelation of the cross, many will live through this pandemic. Many will live through the struggles and the trials of life when we have the revelation of what Jesus Christ has done for us in, on the cross of Calvary. When we look at Hebrews 4 verse 15, hallelujah, the Bible says, in every respect, Christ has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Now, when we look at that scripture and we try to explain this word, we need to understand that the temptation of Christ was to the maximum. Every temptation Christ endured was to its fullest. When we look at the temptation in Matthew chapter 4, we see Jesus was tempted. He resisted through the word. He said it is written. The enemy came back. He said it is written. The enemy came back. He said it is written. And to the point where he said, get thee behind me, Satan. I heard a story about a, a, a particular lady that had an angelic voice. She would sing wonderfully. And she was a wife of a minister. And this particular lady, that Satan would tempt her, come with temptation away. And every time they would, there would be struggles in the ministry and, and hardships and difficulties <coughs> excuse me, that they would face as a couple, Satan would minister to this lady that you have a beautiful voice. Why do you waste your time in the church? Rather sing for the world and for me and I will bless you and I will make you great. And it was said that this woman 
continually rejected the temptation. She, she continually withstood the temptation. It came, she resisted it, it came, she resisted it. But at one point, she could not resist it anymore. She gave the enemy now an open door by giving what Satan has planted in her head, I thought, and she started meditating on that particular thought. It wasn't long after that that this lady then now decided she's going to do, she's now going to take up Satan's offer. We see that in the temptation of Jesus Christ, Satan offered Jesus certain things and Jesus resisted the temptation. And the Bible says that Jesus said, Jesus said to Satan in the last one, he said, when Satan said, bow to me, Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, the Lord thy God is the only one whom I, whom I will serve, whom I will bow down to. And we see that he resisted, he, he, he would suit the full temptation. Why do I also mention this tonight? about this particular lady. She went into the world, she started singing for the devil, she left the husband and she became a backslider to the point where even when ministers tried to minister to her, she resisted them, her heart was hardened and she never wanted to know anything about, Je about Jesus Christ ever again. So when we see here through the word of God that Jesus endured temptation, we need to understand every temptation Christ went through, he endured it to the max. He endured, he went through the full temptation, the full measure of the temptation. There was nothing, sure, he, he suffered it completely. So the Bible says, he has been tempted and yet without sin. So during his temptation, he did not sin. That's why we, Jesus did not become a sin on the cross. That's why Jesus did not suffer in hell and repent in hell because he had sin. He did not have sin. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrew, he was without sin. We have to get that doctrine, doctrines correct in the word of God, because these are doctrines that if we get them incorrect, our lives will be, we will be, we will, we will become, we will be unfulfilled. We will not accomplish what God wants us to the fullest. We will, we will live defeated lives. We will, we, will, we, will, we will come to a point in our life where we will quit on God because we will say this thing does not work. But when we look through the life of Christ, we understand that through this many things God taught Christ obedience. Hallelujah. He, he, he learned obedience. The Bible says he learned obedience. We read the verse further. The Bible says, so, so, so then, Hebrews 4 verse 14 and 15, So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weakness for he faced all of the same testings we do yet he did not sin and that is so powerful when i came to this understanding jesus knows what i'm going through jesus christ knows my struggles jesus christ endured what i'm going through right now jesus christ knows how i feel jesus christ knows everything about me that's what the bible teaches us here he for he faced all the same testings we do sometimes we think jesus jesus didn't go through what we went through but jesus christ endured everything me and you are facing right now on this earth jesus christ endured it remember last night i said he cried out my father my father why have you forsaken me he experienced rejection we go through rejection many a times 
we face rejection many a times from people that we love from people that we that we thought would never step out on us that would never um, reject us we have gone through rejection many of us have, have suffered because of rejection and i want you to know tonight jesus christ experienced what you are going through right now and remember his rejection was from god the father today i'm praying tonight that god will begin to touch your heart and that you will come to this understanding what you are feeling right now what you are going through right now jesus christ knows what you're feeling what you are going through he knows exactly he knows the test some of our test is overwhelming some of our faith has been tested to the limits some of us have been going through these things for years but jesus christ understands exactly what you are going through right now if somebody believes this tonight i want you to say thank you jesus thank you jesus for understanding what i've been through and what i'm going through if you are going through brokenness heartache or whatever jesus christ knows exactly what you are going through the bible says although he was the son of god he was also really human and that is where the incarnation comes and we see that in the book of first john the bible teaches us that john john teaches us that continually john was was defending the incarnation because people were beginning to resist the doctrine of incarnation people were beginning to to to, to teach against it were beginning to to bring about heresy and, and many other things and we see today there are religions hallelujah that has turned this whole thing of christ incarnation wrong they've got jesus wrong so that means they've got everything else wrong that they believe in if you've got jesus christ wrong you've got everything else wrong hallelujah jesus christ is the most important doctrine that we need to get right so let's look at this i thank god that daily we learn little by little and it increases us in the increase in wisdom and understanding and god continues to help us to grow in understanding jesus christ hallelujah and the message of the cross the bible says he was really a teaches us that jesus was really a human being hallelujah jesus had all the temptations suffered all the temptations all the appetites that we had and all the physical weaknesses. Matthew 21 verse 18 teaches us that Jesus Christ suffered hunger. Matthew Mark 3 verse 5 says Jesus also went through a period of, of anger and grief. Hallelujah. Matthew 17 20 says that Jesus suffered pain. So Jesus Christ has gone through what most people are experiencing right now in the earth. Hunger, anger, grief and pain he went through it many of us are losing many have lost loved ones many are asking god many questions the pain is unbearable when we have to lay those loved ones to rest but jesus christ knows what you are feeling and that's why we need to just turn to him we need to focus again upon the cross the finished work of calvary we need to focus again. We need to look to Jesus Christ, what he has done for us, what he has accomplished, because that gives the Holy Spirit now an opportunity to work in your life, to begin to bring peace where there is, where there is, um, where there is, where, where we are troubled, to bring healing there where there's brokenness and, 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 and sickness. We need to understand there where there's pain, God can bring comfort. And we need to look to Jesus Christ 
and know that what we are going through, He has already gone through it for us. Therefore, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says in Hebrews 2.10, and it was only right that He should make Jesus through His suffering a perfect leader. So Jesus Christ became a perfect leader through His suffering. He can lead, he, he is, the Bible then says, we have a high priest that is touched again by the feelings of our infirmities. A high priest that is touched by the feelings of our infirmities. God, Jesus Christ knows every weakness. He knows everything that you are facing, child of God. When we put our faith in Him, when we put our trust in Him, He will help us. Like this particular woman, when she gave into the temptation, she lost her life. Because it was said she died in that state in which she gave herself to the enemy. If only she knew Jesus Christ wanted to rescue her because the Bible says Jesus Christ or God will make a way of escape for us out of every temptation. He will make a way for um, a way of escape, sorry. God will make a way. Some of us feel right now it's unbearable. Some of us feel right now we cannot handle it. Some of us feel right now uh, we are going crazy. But if you look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, you will have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. For the Bible says, he that keeps his mind, or he that keeps his mind fixed on God, hallelujah, fixed on God, you will experience the peace of God. I'm paraphrasing Isaiah. When we are fixed on God, we will experience the, the peace of God. There's no greater peace than God can give you. Child of God, if you do not know Jesus, I tell you, you have not known the peace that God can give you in the midst of the storm. We are facing a storm as the, as the church. We are facing a storm. Business people are facing sh- in storms. Kingdom people are facing storms. There are many storms that are coming right now. But if we take our eyes off Jesus Christ, the storm will confuse us. The storm will redirect us. Our eyes need to be focused on what Jesus Christ and who he is during this time period. The Bible says in the book of 1 Peter 2 verse 22, but his heart was perfectly in love with God. So we learn a secret, a key here to Jesus Christ and how we, how we overcame what he overcame. Listen to this, the key, but his heart was perfectly in love with God. I believe as children of God, our desire tonight must be that we love God. Our love for God must be our greatest, our greatest um, desire this year is that we must love God more. We must love God. We must, we must, our, our, everything. We must love the Lord, our God, with our heart, with our mind, with our soul, with our strength. It must be everything. Child of God, give yourself to God unreserved in this season. Love God. The Bible says perfect love casted out all fear. So as we love God, fear will be eradicated from our lives. The more we love God, the more fear leaves us. The more we love God, the more fear goes from us. We need to love God with everything. Child of God, let's love God. Let's continue to love God. Let's let our love for God be out be the greatest thing that we pursue in 2021. A greater love, 
a greater desire. We thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in our heart through the Holy Spirit. Tonight, let's pray this prayer. Father, shed your love abroad in my heart through your Holy Spirit. I want to love God more in 2021. I want nothing else to take the place of God. But let's look at 1 Peter 2, 22. The Bible says, but his heart was perfectly in love with God. Father, make us, let our hearts be perfectly in love with you. And he acted consistently with that love. He acted consistently with the love that he had for God. Listen to this. The next part of the verse says, he committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. The NLT translation says, He never sinned, nor did he deceive anyone. Jesus Christ never sinned, nor did he deceive anyone. Praise be to God. The next point that we look at tonight is that Jesus learned obedience through what he suffered. Jesus learned obedience through what he suffered. As I said earlier on, he, it doesn't mean that he learned to stop, that he stopped disobeying. Hallelujah. Let's, let's come to an understanding and understand what God tries to, 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 to tell us in this particular scripture, right? It doesn't mean that he learned to stop disobeying because that will make him a sinner. It means that with each new trial he learned in practice and in pain what it means to obey God. In each and every new trial, Jesus Christ learned in practice and in pain what it is to obey God. Remember when Jesus was in Gethsemane, when everything came upon him, weighed him down the sins of the world. The Bible says he said, let this cup pass me by, but not my will, but let thy will be done. Not my will, Father, but let thy will be done. Hallelujah. Let thy will be done. So the Bible teaches us that Jesus was gradually fulfilling the perfect righteousness that he had to that he that he needed to have, have in order to save us. So Jesus, Jesus, I love this man. It, it brings so much joy to me when the understanding and the revelation of the cross. You know, for years one would seek certain things and seek certain breakthroughs and seek certain understanding, and we would live defeated lives. Sometimes we would try to impress God with certain things that we want to do to get our righteousness more perfect. Sometimes we, we, like I said, we follow all these type of things that wants to bring us into perfection in which the perfection which Jesus Christ already gave us is complete. And when we do this message of the cross and these teachings on the cross, you're going to begin to see the great things that the cross has actually brought about for us as believers. I love it when I read the testimony on the servant of, of God, John G. Lake. The day the servant of God caught the revelation of sanctification is the day John G. Lake decided this was his call to work for the Lord. When he got this revelation of what Jesus Christ has accomplished to the cross and how sanctification can work in the life of the believer because of what Jesus has done, this man now walked in victory. You walked as an overcomer. Jesus Christ wants me and you, child of God, to be overcomers. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ wanted, Jesus Christ wants us to walk in victory 
and he wants us to be overcomers. Praise be to God. So when we look at when Jesus got baptized, we understand that Jesus didn't have to get baptized because Jesus wasn't a sinner. Jesus got baptized, but Jesus didn't have to get baptized because he wasn't a sinner. But listen to what Jesus said. He said to John the Baptist in Matthew 3 verse 15, what I'm doing, this is fitting for us for us to fulfill all righteousness. It was a fulfillment of righteousness. It wasn't that Jesus was a sinner needed to be baptized. Well, well, we, I'm focusing tonight on this very important point. Jesus was not a sinner. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. Jesus Christ, because God, because the sacrifice was to perfection, the resurrection is a result of the sacrifice being the perfect one. And maybe not in the right term and the right wording that I'm saying it right now, but we understand Jesus was resurrected because the sacrifice was received by God. As I said yesterday, it was like a sweet aroma. It was a, it brought satisfaction and therefore Jesus was resurrected. We praise God, hallelujah, for the perfect sacrifice, Jesus Christ. We look at the last point tonight. The last point that we look tonight at is if the Son of God had gone from incarnation to the cross without a life of temptation and pain to test his righteousness and his love, he would not be a suitable savior for fallen men. And that is something that we need to engraft upon our hearts and look into. If Jesus Christ did not go through the temptation and the pain to test, to test his righteousness and his love, he would not be the suitable savior for fallen men. Hebrews 2 verse 17 says, Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like me and like you. His brothers and his sisters, that is an honorable title we have been given. We as the children, we as children of God are now called brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. That is honorable. So that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Hallelujah. Tonight, we have been looking into Jesus not sinning. We have been looking how Jesus learned obedience, although he was not, he did not disobey and he did not sin. But we look at this and we come to understand as children of God tonight, in this short Bible study, there is nothing that we have that we are going through or we have been through in our life that Jesus Christ has never gone through. I pray that tonight's encouragement will be that we would continually look at Jesus Christ and the finished work of the cross. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. During this time, do not lose focus. When we lose focus, as I said earlier on, we will be redirected into the wrong, into the wrong um, pathway. Let us keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul, through all his letters, has taught us the importance of having the eyes on the price. Let's remember tonight, many people that are in Christ, we are losing great men and women of God all across the world. But one thing Charles Spurgeon said, when the, when the um, cholera hit, I think in the 1920 or 1820, 
And Charles Spurgeon and were preaching the gospel. Charles Spurgeon made a statement and he said, they went about praying for people and laying hands upon the sick during the time of the cholera. All they did was just follow what they needed to follow, but they did the essential service. And Charles Spurgeon's words went like this. He said that dying was not the fear of him because he knew that dying just meant promotion. Dying did not mean the end of himself. I know it's, it's a, it might not be encouraging to many tonight because we have lost loved ones and we're asking questions, how could they have died? But tonight, if we have the mentality that Spurgeon had, when we understand that death is promotion to be with God forever and ever, I pray that somebody will take courage in those words tonight. And yes, tonight, I have not maybe lost a mother or a father, a brother or a sister. I lost a dear friend of mine. And tonight, I know he's in a better place. And I pray tonight, if you're not saved, if you're not born again, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. My desire tonight is that you would follow Jesus with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. I said early on, we went to these drug dens, we preached the gospel to these drug addicts, we preached the gospel to broken people, and sometimes the question that came always to, to, to our attention was this, if God really loves me, why am I going through what I'm going through? Jesus does not know my pain. Jesus does not know my sorrow. That's why tonight I have been motivated or encouraged through the Holy Spirit, led through the Holy Spirit to preach this word. To encourage you tonight, there's nothing that Jesus does not know what you're going through. He will be able to comfort you. He will be able to strengthen you. He will be able to uplift you. When you are downcast, when depression wants to sink in, think on the goodness of Jesus and what he has done for you. I want to pray with somebody tonight that says, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. That is you tonight. No matter where you are in the world, I want you to pray this prayer tonight with me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you are the, the Son of God. Through your precious blood, you have washed away all my sins. I receive what you have done for me on Calvary's cross. I believe today that I'm a child of God. This prayer might be simple, but it has changed the lives of millions and maybe hundreds of millions throughout the ages. Lives were transformed. If you need any material because you have given your heart to Jesus Christ today, you can just inbox me, send me your email, send me a WhatsApp, I will send you whatever you need to know to grow yourself in the faith. Be blessed tonight. We're going to continue on our study on why Jesus came to die. And then I'm also going to do a teaching on, on, on sacrifice, full reward. I started part one, but I'm going to continue with it in this week on sacrifice. I want you to be blessed. And remember, we as believers, we are not living as those without hope. We are living with a, we are, we, are, we are looking towards the blessed hope, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Love one another. Let's walk 
in the ways that God has set out for us. Let us walk as God wants us to walk and be blessed tonight as the Lord be with you and your family during this time. Be strengthened. Let's pray and stand in agreement for those who are who are in who are, who are, who are, who are sicknesses and diseases. If you can possibly lay your hands on the screen where you are and you are suffering of anything, I'm believing God for the miraculous power to heal you right now. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray today, Father, as I rebuke every sickness and every disease in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you, you bore our griefs and you carried our sickness. You know what it, you took everything with you on the cross of Calvary. So right now, I rebuke every spirit of sickness, every spirit of infirmity. I rebuke high blood pressure. I rebuke diabetes. I rebuke any sickness, any pain, cancer. Go in the name of Jesus. I now declare every person that is that has COVID, that is infected, that is positive, I pray today that God will cause you to be strengthened, that God will cause you to overcome. I now rebuke the spirit of fear. I now rebuke the spirit of anxiety that wants to come over you, to try to control you, to try to cause you to, to have no hope and to be hopeless. That enemy that is ministering to you, I pray right now that you will take courage, you will get that you will that you will take courage to my child of God, and you will command Satan behind me now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray Father that this pandemic it will lose its power in the name of Jesus. We pray for our government. We pray for our leaders. Sanctify our nation. Father bring our leaders to the light so that our leaders will find the light and that their hearts and that their minds will be set upon you Father. Father we stand in agreement oh God for the nation of South Africa that we will repent Father and that we will not perish in the name of Jesus. Father we pray tonight give our leaders supernatural wisdom. We pray against the tactics of the enemy. Let God arise and let every enemy be scattered now in the name of Jesus. I bless you tonight and I thank God for what he's about to do in your life. Be blessed tonight in Jesus name. Amen.